Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Greetings, Joe here from the Guitar Nerds, and you're listening to the absolute wet fart of an audio serial, The Guitar Nerds Podcast. This week, tragedy has befallen the regular proceedings, as I'm somewhere in the north of England, absolutely knee-deep in the debauchery and depravity that is the Strange Forms Avant-Garde Music Festival. Suddenly unsupervised and seemingly incapable of either reading episode notes or mastering the controls of a basic audio recording device, Mark and Jay have gone it alone. In this rather special trip down memory lane. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined today... The world's number one guitar podcast. I've forgotten podcast. how to do all that. Forget about that. I forgot. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one Guitar Nerds Podcast. This is... You're listening to the open auditions for new hosts <laughs> of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. Um, it's just me and Jay today. Joe Branton is dead uh, and Matt has been dead for a while, so... Yeah, and I feel dead today. Yeah, so just a quick explainer. Um, a quick explainer. We've both had a bit of a heavy night, and uh, also we're recording on not the usual equipment because uh, we normally record a little plug for them on the Zoom H6 recorder. That's Which been... we've been using since, like, 2013. Yeah, um, and uh, normally, you know, you'd think... If we, if that's 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 the equipment we record on, what you would do is you would leave the SD card that we record on with the equipment. Unfortunately, Joe Branton's mind doesn't work like that. And uh, with the thing you've got to remember is Joe has got a, a little wallet that holds four SD cards, and I think he gets, I think he feels uncomfortable if there's not four SD cards in there at all times. Listen, right, he's purchased the wallet and he's not afraid to use it. <laughs> um, so we've kind of put together some sort of slapdash setup here that I think it's going to work, but we are reliant on my laptop battery uh, holding out. So what you might get this week is a bit of a slapdash episode that doesn't quite. Firstly, reach the standards of your normal Joe Branton quality episode, but also uh, you might get an episode that doesn't reach the length of the normal Guitar Nerds episode. Because what well, we might cut out when your battery runs out. Exactly that. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, I'll just I'll stroll over to Jay's today, and I'll, there's no, I'll take my laptop because you know I'll be reading the episode notes and stuff, and I, you know, I won't need the power supply because I've got I'm at 100. percent So. It's fine. Um, can't get more than that. Can't get more than a hundred percent. Despite what Jeremy Kyle will tell you at a hundred and saying a hundred and ten percent all the time. Okay. You I can't. Don't. You can't get a hundred and ten percent. Okay. Or you know he's when people say like oh yeah I'll do my I'll do I believe you a hundred and ten percent. That doesn't you can't you can't get that <laughs> anyway. Um, 
So we're recording on this laptop. We might finish the episode early because. So, so what is that we're using? We're using. Is that an iRig Pro? That's it's an uh, iRig IK Multimedia iRig Duo. Okay. Um, I didn't even know that was in my house. I don't know where you oh, found that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been in the bag. We used to use it when we were streaming on um, whatever it was Amplify. called. Amplify. Amplify. Yeah, we'd use it to what like. to that? Uh, they went up. They just stopped. They just stopped. Yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough. It was fine. Um, and uh, yeah, so if the episode is a bit short this week, that's why. If the episode's a bit slapdash this week, two reasons. Firstly, um, you know, we're a bit hungover in that. Secondly, the news that Joe Brandon had compiled for us to read down this episode was all so boring. So boring. That we've decided to just make an episode out of not the usual format. Normally what would happen is Joe would give us all of this news and we would say, this is boring, mate. No one cares about this stuff. And then he would say, no, 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 people care. Just because it's not a pop punk guitar, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it was all boring. And normally this is a battle we would probably lose. But because he's not here. Yeah, we can do whatever we, we want. We can do what we want. The uh, the boys are back in town. <laughs> um, so what I thought we'd do is we'd throw the normal format out the window and just kick it old school like we used to do. Just a yeah. bit, bit more free form. So we've got a couple of ideas. Firstly, Jay, you were out of a gig last night. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Secondly, um, you've kind of saved the episode a bit because we had nothing to talk about until you went oh, by the way, I've got this box of stuff and it's like old guitar magazines and um, a lot of copies of the Fender Frontline, which is weird because it was essentially a price list and a kind of like product guide for retailers. But they used to charge for it. There's someone here that are like 4 There was one, yeah, I can't, where is it? It was four quid. It was four quid, something that we that, that Fender used to charge people for. Just to have a look at the catalogue. Is I it think, that one? I think the deal behind it was that retailers got it for free, but they also got extra copies that they could sell to customers right, at okay. four quid. Um, but yeah, there's some absolute gold in there. So we've got ones from like 1999. Um, I think there's one that goes back to 1998. There is. This one, the 1998 one is a bit rubbish, but the 1999 one has got some good stuff in it that we can talk about. Um, there's also uh, one of them came with a nice poster of Eric Clapton. Yeah, um, absolutely. Where he's wearing, wearing, a, wearing a white suit. He's wearing an all-white suit. Oversized so, white so suit. Read into that what you will. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the gig that you were at last night. Um, so I went to see Jawbreaker last night. Um, Jawbreaker are a, um, I guess, one of the seminal 90s punk bands. They kind of uh, blurred the line between... 90s pop punk and grunge uh they toured with nirvana they toured with a lot of bands yep. who you would know and they they just never really they never broke like they they never got big and i think it kind of like upset them back in the day got the angries <laughs> they yeah so um they they put out some great records really great records and i mean the one that really stands out and i think really holds the test of time is is dear you which is just absolutely fantastic record there's some great songs on there um and yeah after like not being a band for i guess 20 years or something a couple of years ago they did a reunion show in chicago for the riot fest yeah festival um and it went well and yeah they've been playing shows so yeah i went to see jawbreaker last night um the sh- it was supposed originally it was going to be at the brixton academy um yeah brixton academy which is like five thousand capacity um it didn't end up being there it ended up being at the o2 forum in kentish town which i prefer as a venue anyway um but uh yeah and they were being supported by beach slang who are this band who we've talked about before ed 
who used to play in Beach Stang has been on the podcast a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, he isn't in the band anymore. He left to go and, I don't know, live in Asia, I guess. I don't know. Oh, is that what he's doing now? Nah, he's like traveling. Right. You know, living a free life. Knocking around. Yeah, you know, just like being Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, it was really good. Really cool to see Beach Stang um, and uh, Jawbreaker were quality. I had an absolute nightmare journey home didn't get home until like 2 30 this morning let's talk about your mate who's on the train as well oh my gosh okay so i uh the, there was some sort of issue with the train on the way home that the train in front had broken down or something and basically i got to gatwick which is about halfway between um where i started and where i wanted to be yeah and the announcement came out saying oh yeah unfortunately there's a uh there's a freight train that's broken down. We don't know how long we're going to be here. Um, we'll keep you updated. And we ended up sitting there for like an hour and a half. I was, I'd like just gone to sleep. I just curled up on a little two person seat. There wasn't that many people on the train. I just curled up and just went to sleep. And um, at uh, quarter to two in the morning, I got woken up by a geezer who was playing Johnny Ca- a Johnny Cash song on his acoustic guitar. It's like, mate, it is quarter to two in the morning. We've all been stuck in this train for hours. What are you doing? And I, I sort of, I stood up and I was ready to like tell, tell him to do one. Like, you know, try and be the saviour. Be like, listen, mate, no one needs this. Give it a rest. Um, Everyone else on the train, loving it. No. Everyone else on the train was loving That's, it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what was going on. I could not believe what was going on. Painful. It was awful. I was so tired. I was really tired. And yeah, it was a pretty hectic journey home. But um, yeah, anyway, I got here and then, I don't know, six hours later, we're podcasting. Yeah. Which is nice and fun. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I've seen that dude before. He uh, is quite notorious on the South Coast trains. I uh, think he referred to himself as like the Camden Cash or something like that. God. It was it was something like that, and I was just I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Honestly, yeah, I've uh, exchanged a few angry glances did, with him. But before, th- before. thing is, is like he wasn't busking. He did he like he wasn't asking people for money. He was just playing his guitar was he, for people. Was he, was he walking up and down the train? No, it might be a different guy. But there's there is a guy who I've exchanged many angry glances with before moving into the first class section and. <laughs> Closing the door angrily. Uh, but still staring at him as the door closes. Yeah. It's like, mate, I'm on my way home from work. You're playing Johnny Cash badly and singing badly. But the people are loving it. That's the problem. I, I couldn't believe it. We're just the angry old men. I guess so. And some people love. Some people want a bit of entertainment on their train journey. I, for one, do not. I, I mean, I had entertainment on my train journey. It was called listening to my, listening to some Spotify. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Having a great time. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, buskers, whatever, absolutely fine. You know, they're out on the street. You know, if you want to get involved, you can get involved. If you want to swerve them, you can swerve them. If you're stuck on a train on your way home at quarter two in the morning and someone strikes up the Johnny Cash, uh, it's not ideal. I was not feeling it. I've got to be honest. What was the um, what was the gear situation at Jawbreaker and Beach Lang? Um, uh, uh, they were using. So Beachstang was using um so Moru Place Bass was using a American Performer P okay. bass, which is uh yeah, which has got the Yosemite pickups in with the Yosemite PJ pickups. Um 
Aurora, who plays guitar, was using the uh, Duo Sonic from yep. the Offset series, and James, who plays guitar, was use, is using his like Epiphone. It's like it's not just a, a dot. Or I don't something, think isn't it? it's. I don't think it's a dot. I thought when I saw him, he was playing like a one of those dot studios. Yeah, maybe it's like uh, the white one, like the cheapest yeah. one that you could get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With he, the two controls yeah. rather than the four. He was. Yeah. yeah, that's what he was playing, which is what he's been playing for years, apparently. Yeah. Um. And I, at one point, I think it got nicked, and he just was like, you know, gutted, and then just went and bought another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all their stuff got stolen, didn't it? At one yeah. Point. So I like, think that might have happened twice, actually. Okay. Because I know that um, Aurora got that guitar after their stuff got stolen yeah. the last time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they had some amps and stuff. It was like, oh, I think it was all nicked out of a trailer. I think which it is... was at South by Southwest. Right. I think it was when it was... Classic. Gonna... Yeah, just like loads of like bumbling musicians just like knocking about yeah probably stoned like yeah man peace and love everything's gonna be fine it's the, the ultimate opportunity to just swoop in yeah and just uh, like unhook a trailer and then hook it up to your car yeah yeah <laughs> just, totally, totally you know what's gonna be in there yeah um so what about uh jawbreaker jawbreaker so i was um i was side stage for jawbreaker so i i couldn't really see oh what yeah was listen on. to you mr vip well you know i am a very important yeah i agree person sure um so blake schwarzenbach is left-handed and was using a les paul custom yeah which uh, i think he's always which used. i think is the guitar he's just used forever yeah um and that was going into i can't remember what he was using amp wise i couldn't see because i i think it was just a couple of marshall stacks right um and then the bass player was um I don't know what bass he was using. I think it was a P bass, and I think it was going into an orange. I'm pretty sure when I've seen photos of them, he's used a P bass. Oh, no, i tell you what he used to use. I don't know if he was using it then. He um, used to use an Antigua. He had an Antigua yeah, yeah, P yeah, bass. Yeah, yeah. That's like kind of his Chris Bowermeister, I think is his name. Sure. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, is it, anyway, there's a really good documentary on Jawbreaker if you get the chance to watch it. I put on a screening of it last year or the year before. Um, and it's it's kind of all about their journey to becoming a band again and kind of getting over the fact that, you know... They all hate each other. They all hate each other. Well, <laughs> they don't all hate each other. I think they're just, you know, they're very different people. But the, the history of the band was really interesting. Really, really interesting. And um, the documentary's quality is really good fun. Yeah, um, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was really good. So I would definitely recommend checking that out. And um, yeah, good band. Great band. It's one of those kind of no-holds-barred documentaries where they really go into, like, why they broke up and this kind of animosity between them. Yeah, there are some like very frank and open conversations, which are, you know, the two kind of protagonists kind of just looking at each other being like, yeah, like we didn't really get on, did we? Yeah. No. Do we get on now? Not, Not really. sure. Like, you know, it's, it's it's really good, though. It's really good. No, yeah, I mean, that that was recorded before they agreed to reunite. I think they just, I think it was like the 20th anniversary of... DU or something that was that was recorded for and they were they were just gonna be in a studio and just be interviewed and Blake was like look we're not gonna play any songs yeah and then you know they the magic yeah. happened yeah, of course yeah yeah they the big comeback was the Riot Fest show wasn't it where they got paid a lot of money they to, got paid uh, a lot of money I think yeah. um to do that and uh but you know good on them yeah sure you know if you can do it if you can get the money totally do it totally absolutely um so, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was like a good show. There was a lot of people there that I knew. And, uh, yeah, 
it was that's fun. why you're feeling bad right now. And that's why I'm feeling uh, quite bad. What's your excuse? Because we were together watching the football and, and, then, and then I went yeah, off I to do something and I then feel you actually, went to bed. I mean, I fell asleep about eight o'clock. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I feel, I'm feeling good. I'm, you know, I'm totally up for a, a podcast. Good. A, a slightly wonky podcast. Ponky podcast. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> One thing that we should have been talking about today was how uh, I've just got a Baja Telly in Shell Pink. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, someone left it at work. Oops. Someone who was supposed to bring it back for me to enjoy this weekend and probably would have meant that I didn't drink so many beers yesterday. I would have had a nice evening, new guitar, loving it. Where's that guitar? Uh, by my desk. Yeah, thanks very much. I forgot. Thanks Sorry. very much. Well, hopefully next week we'll be able to talk about my shiny new guitar. Speaking of um, shiny new guitars, uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Dan Danny G Grace. Oh yeah, he uh, he he maybe has bought a brand new guitar. Not brand new guitar, but um, it looks like from the pictures that he sent us yesterday, he has actually gone out and bought. Uh, his dream guitar, which is the uh, a um, double cut Les Paul Junior custom shop in in white. Yeah, vintage white. Uh, basically, the guitar he's been talking about looking out for for ages. The shop around the corner from his house got one in second hand. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it looks like he went and bought it last week. I found out about that because yesterday morning I woke up and I was like, I'll just see what's come up on Reverb. See if there's any like people clearing some stuff out of the weekend. See if there's any good bargains, any pedals or anything. And uh, I saw his SG on there, which is very distinct because it's two Mississippi Queens. It's yeah. a Les Paul stand. Uh, sorry, SG standard. Um, but he's put in two Mississippi Queen like P90 humbuckers. P90 in a humbucker housing mm-hmm. um, and a Bigsby. And I was yeah. like, that's got to be Dan's guitar. Clicked on it and the, the shop was like, Grace Guitars. Um, <laughs> and so I just texted him saying, why are you selling this? And then he just sent me the link to yeah. the uh, to the Les Paul. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, I think he's got it. He showed me, he sent me a picture with the, uh, with the case yesterday. He hasn't actually sent me a picture of no. the guitar. So yeah. Maybe he does, doesn't want you to uh, copy it. What, get the same guitar? Or just make a copy of it. Of, of his picture. Of his guitar. Oh yeah, sure, you know. sure, yeah, yeah. He's keeping the IP. He's keeping yep. the uh, the rights on lockdown, but freely, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he'll come uh, onto the show at some point and talk about the guitar. But uh, yeah, exciting stuff. I'm really sad to see that SG go though, because like he's been using that in our band for a bit, and it yeah, does, does sound good. Yeah, it does sound good. But like he's got the telly, and now he's got his dream guitar, so doesn't really need he's it. He's got he's got them both now. That's the thing, isn't it? He's sort of completed guitars. You just, I, I was talking to a friend about this the other night. Um, he came around and we were talking about guitars and stuff, and it's like I've got a Les Paul Junior. I've got a great telly on the way. I don't really need anything else. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about what I want to do because I've got a load of stuff and not very much money at yeah. the moment. And I, I, I just, I, I really want to get a custom shop P-Base. But then at the same time, like I've, I had band practice last. So actually, this is something we can talk about. I had band practice two weeks ago with Dan and um, I uh, we were practicing in this studio around the corner from our house, from my house. Dan and I don't share a house. No. Um, we were practicing in the studio around the corner. And um, my mate who was working there mentioned that he, uh, he, I sold him an amp. I sold him my old basement, um, I don't know, three or four years ago. And he said like, oh, if you ever, you know, if you ever want to borrow it, you're more than welcome to. Because, you know, you really sorted me out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, oh, amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, 
next time I'll, I'll have to give you a shout and let you know. And he was like, it's here if you want to use it tonight. And I and I did use it. And I tell you what, my P-Base into that amp, it sounded so good. This is why I kind of feel like getting a custom shot P-Base, you don't really need it. No, I don't because that, that bass that I've got is so good. Yeah. But American standard P-Bases or, you know, whatever they're called now. Pros, yeah. The pros. That's fine. That'll yeah. do. And yeah. I I kind of feel like getting a custom shop six string guitar, there is quite a jump. Yeah. Because, you know, the American pro strats are totally fine. You yeah. know, they'll definitely do the job, but you do notice a huge yeah. jump when you go up to custom shop. With like a P bass, the American pro P basses, I mean, they're just they're just that's what you want. What 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 more can you do, really? Well, totally. So we um again, this the friend that I was talking to about, you know, having the Les Paul Jr. and the telly, we were talking about basses and stuff because he was saying like, well, you, you know, you primarily play bass. Do you ever want another bass? And we sort of got onto like the other basses that I've owned, and we started looking at some YouTube videos. And I was like, okay, well, let's have a look at a Rickenbacker four thousand. Yeah. And we kind of like looked at that, and he was like, yeah, sounds cool, sounds cool. Looked at a Stingray, which I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. We listened to that, and he was like, "Yeah, okay, it's got a very you know distinct it's got sound. That sound. Yeah, it's got a distinct sound." Um, we listened to a jazz, which I've owned one of in the past, um, and also Gibson Ripper, which I've also oh, owned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he was like, "Can we just listen to a, like, a clip of a P bass?" And then we just put on P bass videos, and he was like, "That is the, just sounds. That is, it just sounds better. It sounds better. That is the sound of bass. Yeah, that's what bass guitars have sounded like since, well, they, since 1951. Totally, <laughs> yeah. and." He was like, yeah, I totally get it. Because he, at the moment, he's umming and ahhing between like, you know, like some different guitars and stuff. Um, and that's why we got into that conversation. And I was like, I'll just never need another bass. Yeah. And as much as we joke about Joe Branton never needing another gigging bass again or whatever that ridiculous line was, if you've got a P bass, you don't need another bass. And he says that as well, doesn't he? Because he, he's always trying to use his like weird stuff. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, I just I, I, yeah, I used my P bass. It sounded really good. I just feel for manufacturers who are like making bases because I just kind of feel like we looked at some Fender videos of the, so you've got some um, videos up for the new, I think it's American Pro and American Performers on YouTube Uh of like some session people like playing them and talking about them and Uh stuff. Um, And like they're doing like funk and they're doing like rock stuff and and the P-Bass just sounds great for everything. Yeah. And then you think there's all these people out there that are making like, you know, like custom bases with like 18 volt preamps and, you know, like weird soap bar pickups and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you can do a lot with them. But the things that they do, none of them sound as good as it's the P-Bass. plugging straight in. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I kind of feel like, what can you what can you do with the bass other than just make a P-Bass? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like, you know, because I was, I was thinking about what neck I want. Do I want a 57 or a 59 or a 58? Or, you know, I, I obviously want maple, so I can't, I'm not going to go 60s. Yeah. And uh, and then I was talking to someone at work and they were like, well, you know, what neck is on your American standard? And I was like, I don't know, like a C? And he was like, well, just get that because, yeah. you know, you know that you like that and it's comfortable when like, you play it well. Um, So just do that. And then I thought, well, hang on a sec. If I'm just doing that... Just keep the. Keep Why am I? What yeah. am I going to do with that bass? Well, I've thought about it a lot, you know, because it, you know, there's some prestige with having a custom shop instrument. Totally, but totally. like, what could the custom shop make for me that would be better than what I've got? I mean, the obvious thing is I want it in shell pink. 
sure. That's like the the big obvious thing. But I could get my base refinished, or for for the same money, I could just I could just get mine get mine refinished and and like nitroed. Yeah, I mean that would cost you about three hundred quid. Yeah, roughly. Um, which is a lot cheaper than buying, yeah, well, totally. a, buying a custom shop. Totally. But at the same time, like I really like the Olympic wine. Well, exactly. <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I just need to keep an eye out for another, like, because those American standards from, because that one's 2005, I think, like, they don't go for very much money. No. You can get those for maybe 800 quid, 700 quid. Okay. okay. I'm just thinking about, yeah, current reverb pricing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 700, 800 quid. But yeah. weirdly, well, not weirdly, actually, they don't come up that much. You see a right, lot okay. of, you see a lot of strats, um, American standard or American pro strats uh you see fair few jazzes mm-hmm. you just don't see p bases that often and i kind of think that is because people buy them and then, and then they, they just, just keep, keep them. them i wonder if it's i and you know I, I know we've talked about this before about kind of how the attitude of different musicians you know guitar players are always on the lookout for their next guitar yeah. and i think also that's true of people like bass players like joe who want to have something different and want to have something you know a bit mad is you know you you can always buy um you know you can buy a mayonnaise or you can buy a, a strandberg or you can buy a even a jazz bass but the people who have bought P bases have bought P bases because they like the sound of the P bass. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think people who have those instruments are chopping and changing and trying to get something no, different. Definitely not. Definitely not. And again, it's if you're into that sound and you've got an American pro, there's not really anywhere to go from that. Totally. You go you could go to a custom shop, as we've discussed, yeah. but like Or, again, you know, American original. Um yeah, but or there are you know yeah that's to me obviously they're more money but to me American originals feel like a kind of sideways move like you're getting something different than yeah. American Pro but is it better yeah yeah it's it's you know if you want that kind of uh, vintage vibe. vintage vibe and yeah. you know you want the kind of period correct uh, spec then yeah fine but is it better than an American Pro I would say they're probably about the same yeah you know, they're, but yeah, American yeah. Pro is just such a good instrument they are they are great they are great but um but yes yeah, so I, I don't know what i'm gonna do i uh i need to i need to have a think about it maybe i'll get a custom shop mustang instead well th- this is the thing is if you don't get a custom shop p-bass you get a custom shop telly or whatever yeah. you want to get with that money yeah and yeah i don't know that would be more rewarding i think than going from americans and i mean who buys custom shop mustangs like i don't think i've ever seen one no i don't think i have do they make them make anything well sure sure but like as part of the kind of standard series can you just get a mustang um it, it, i don't think there's one in like the catalog yeah that's kind of what i was asking yeah but i'm also not really sure what the catalog looks like at the moment sure um well i guess it's like time machine series yeah Although, I, I don't think they refer to it as that no anymore. no 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 i i don't know i don't know really to be honest with you but i mean let's just have a quick look I'd, I'd be very surprised if there is a uh, if there's a Mustang on the website. Well, we can get into this in a minute when we look through these old Macs because this one from '99 has definitely got some custom shop stuff in it. So we can talk about kind of how that's changed. Um, View all. Yeah, if you go to the, like the custom shop site, can you get like a Jaguar or you actually you can get a Jaguar? You can get this uh, Game of Thrones House <laughs> Lannister Jaguar, which is, the, which is the first, the first one on there. Um, I tell you the, the guitar that 
I've been seeing a lot recently through pictures on the custom shop and stuff. And that's the Chris Shiflet telly. Have you C- seen that? What, custom shop? Chris Shiflet custom shop. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. So it's um, like Dakota Red block inlays, uh, big jazz, uh, sorry, big uh, telly deluxe headstock. Yeah. Um, and then those peanut. It looks incredible. Wow! So it's different spec from the um, from the, the Mexican one. Yeah, which I think is still in the line. Yeah, I think it is as well. Which has got humbuckers. This has got two P nineties in there. Interesting. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, I've I've seen this. Uh, oh, it's cardinal red. Sorry. Yeah, I've seen this. Um, this coming up. A uh, Lindy Fralin P nineties. Okay. Uh, I've been seeing this uh, a lot on like the custom shop Instagram and stuff like that. Um, it's very cool. Is it but fairly new? I don't know, to be honest with you. This will be interesting because when we go through these old frontline mags, we can compare the custom shop artists to what we've got now. So uh, if you go on the custom shop site, you can search by body shape and the options are Stratocaster, Telecaster, Jazzmaster, Esquire, Jaguar and Nocaster. So right. no Mustangs. Right. Like I say, I assume you can do one. Uh, yeah, you can do one. Um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised uh, if you can spec it. Yeah. Um, um, it, like you say, they'll make anything if you've yeah, got yeah, enough money. Totally. You know, if, totally. Th- we didn't think a few weeks ago that you could ask for a house Tyrell or whatever. <laughs> How- I wonder if they'll do the other houses that they haven't already done. Like if you went, I really love, um, I don't know, yeah, Ty- Tyrell's one that's not covered, is it? I'm a, I'm a big fan of the car Starks. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really need a uh, Lord Umber P-Base. <laughs> is that something that can happen? I bet that, I bet you could get it made. I'm not sure, because that's that you move into kind of territory with regards to licensing and stuff like that. Sure. You know? um, I think the people at um, Game of Thrones would probably be like, this is so ridiculous that uh, we could probably go for it. <laughs> Shall we have a, a look at these frontline magazines? Yeah, sure. Oh, we need the... Um... The, the magazine jingle. Uh, Hang on a sec. Wait. Magazines. <laughs> <laughs> Magazines. 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 <laughs> um, so this first one I've got is uh, from 1999. Uh, Jeff Beck on the cover. And in fact, it says, Jeff Beck, who else? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so... Things advertised on the front. Yeah, just a load of stuff about Fender. And then one of the big pluses of this magazine apparently is the complete Fender catalogue, which is essentially what this magazine is. It's a Fender (laughs) catalogue with some other stuff. Um, So let's have a look for some highlights in here. I think the thing that's kind of jumped out to me was the custom shop things that are listed. Um, Let me just find it because they're very, very different to what we think of the custom shop now um oh this is taking ages to find men read magazines on a podcast (laughs) um so custom shop stuff in here yeah here we go fender custom shop so the custom classic models are the first thing in here so this is basically like non-period correct custom shop versions of the standard guitar. So you've got the American classic Strat, which looks like a kind of 60s Strat, essentially, but they've got in um, like two-point trim and block saddles rather than the traditional, you know, like 50s style. Yeah. Um, and I guess that was... Do you remember the, the custom classics in about 2000 and 
13 or something. I think we talked about them on the Gap yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of that, basically, but um, very much in a kind of... I think what they've done is they've gone custom for... Custom Deluxe. What? Custom Deluxe, custom you're right. Deluxe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what they've gone for is like modern features, but on a yeah, on those a were, old style guitar. That was absolutely the Custom Deluxe. Uh, and there's also another version of that, which is the classic player Strat, which again has kind of taken elements. It looks like a 50 Strat, but it's Classic got, player? Yeah, the classic player Strat. There we go. So it's that is like a Deluxe Strat, American Deluxe, but with like press saddles in there. Um, and like vintage noise list and stuff. So I guess what they're doing here is taking like modern features and putting them on old style guitars. Um, there's also an American classic telly, uh, which is weird because it's like 50s looking, but it's got a three ply plate and a modern bridge and like block saddles. Um, something that you wouldn't, you know, again, it's like that modern features on an old school style guitar. Um, and also the vintage precision bass custom. So, kind of like a 50s bass like an early p bass style but it's got pj configuration okay. um and also it's got like a arm contour on there so a very kind of strange combination but the most interesting guitar on this page is the set neck telly junior so what Ooh. this is so imagine a dot- oh wow look at that yeah so it's a mo- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mahogany body, Honduran mahogany set neck telly with two P90s. Um, so very much, if you were looking for like a Les Paul Junior, um, this would be the kind of Fender equivalent. Um, and it looks great. Uh, they did a few of these guitars, and I think we'll come to some more in a minute where they're like other telly juniors. Um, but yeah, next page, the Showmaster series. So Showmaster, I think, is a term that's been given to... Fender guitars that are like super strats, essentially. So what you've got here, Jay's wincing yep. at these. No, no, I'm yeah, I'm just trying to. There's light coming in. I'm not wincing. I'm trying to focus <laughs> get, my retinas. Get past the hangover. <laughs> so um, yeah, Showmaster is a weird term because it's been applied to like quite a few different guitars uh, that Fender and Squire have done over the years. Like Squire Showmaster was a big thing for a while when Fender were trying to compete with like 
it was around the time of new metal, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and they were trying to compete with PRS. Uh, and... uh, no, no, more like um, I guess like Jackson and Ibanez and okay. stuff like that. Um, but these, I guess, are the highest end the Showmaster series has ever gone. So these are weird, like carved top strats um, with like humbucker in the bridge and then two single coils. Uh, and they do a few different ones, like the St- Showmaster Standard, like all the body with carved top. Very weird. That is very weird. Um, and yeah, they look like kind of Ibanez-y, I guess, or like Sur kind of vibe to them. Uh, and there's, I think there's four different models. They do also some set neck ones, which again, I think are older, which is very weird. Um, and they're all like flamey maple kind of stuff. Um also, some time machine stuff. So, again, this is what we're talking about, what the catalogue used to be like. Whereas now, like you say, you can select a few different models. You've basically got time machine. You've got 51 no caster in three different finishes. So, you've got new old stock, closet classic, or relic. Um, 60 strat uh, in new old stock, closet classic, or relic. 56 strat, um, which is, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, kind of Hank Marvin-y style guitar. Um in the three finishes, and then a 69 Strat, so that's like big headstock, what you'd think of as like a 70s Strat, at 63 Telecaster. 63? Yeah, very odd. So it's kind of, uh, it's basically, you, that gives you your maple or rosewood options, I guess. So you've got, if you want the... What? If you want a maple neck telly, you go for the oh, I see. 51 no caster. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want a uh, rosewood, then you get the 63. 63s are very weird here. Yeah. Like, recently, there's been, I mean, obviously, the 62 has been a, a very common, um, uh, like, kind of time machine year. That's been the go-to yeah, telly. But, but then also, there was an American Vintage 64 for a while, yeah. which was fantastic. Yeah, it's weird like to just go, yeah, 63, that's the year we're deciding on for yeah. this. Um, weirdly, the only bass in the Time Machine series is a 64 Jazz. So that is 60-style Jazz, but with three controls rather than the double concentrics, which, to be honest, makes way more sense because dual concentrics just aren't very good, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, weird to see, there's no... P-Base in the Time Machine series. So it looks like the only custom shop P-Base available outside of the artist models is that one that we talked about before, which is the 50-star base with P-Jazz pickups, the P-Base classic player or whatever it was called. Very, very odd. Um, And then my favourite bit of the custom shops are the custom artist models. So here's your roster of custom artist models. Okay, let me... Okay, see how many you can guess. Clapton... No. Uh, let me just double check. I mean, there's got to be a Clapton in there. Oh my God, how many pages are there? There is not a Clapton. Okay, Beck. Uh, there is... I think not a Jeff Beck. No Jeff Beck. Because those were two production <laughs> models at the time. Production, signature production. Okay. Like regular American signatures. Okay. Um, SRV? Uh, there is no Steve Ray Vaughan. <laughs> okay. Um, Kurt Cobain? No, there's definitely not <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Do you want me to read yeah, the go list? Yeah, So, let me just... Yeah, fine. Um, so, 
first up, Robert Cray Stratocaster. Okay, okay. Which is a hardtail yeah. 60s style It's a strat. great guitar, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they've done that in the... They did a Mexican one they did for a, a Mexico long time. Version, yeah. I don't know if that's still available. Don't know. Um, in very weird colours. He had, like, purple... Inca silver, purple, purple, and polka dot? No, that's the buddy guy. You're right. You're right, that is buddy guy. So, uh, yeah, that is... I mean, I don't really know. Apart from it being a hardtail strat and it's got gold hardware, there's nothing particularly odd about it. Um, next up, Dick Dale. Oh, right. Wow, okay. Dick Dale strat. So um, that is three... It's just a regular strat, but with reverse headstock. Uh, Aztec gold, I believe. Okay. Um, although that isn't listed here. No. Shachu sparkle. Excuse me? Shachu sparkle. Um... <laughs> And it's got all the kind of weird things that we know and love about the Dickdale Strat. So it's the um, reverse slanted bridge pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, plus also it's just a volume control and then a three-way toggle switch for the pickups. Um, next up, Richie Blackmore Stratocaster. Okay. Uh, which has a few things to note. Only two pickups. Um, and I believe they're lace sensors, bridge and neck. There's no middle pickup. But it also comes fitted with a, or one of the optional extras is a Roland GK2 pickup. Yeah. Um, so that really kind of ages it. There for was, the Richie? Uh, for the Richie Blackmore. Right, wow. Yeah, exactly that. It's kind of 70s style Strat, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, Strats with two pickups look so weird. Like yeah. just neck and bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just very odd design. Um, next up, what probably the coolest one on this page, Albert Collins Telecaster. So it's a... Based on a 66, so it's got a very weird logo, um, and it is uh, like a telly custom. So, um, humbucker in the neck, single coil in the bridge, just a real kind of basic telly, but super cool, natural. Um, yeah, not a huge amount to say about it. Um, next up, one, a name that I don't think I even know, Clarence White. Familiar with Clarence White? No. Okay, so this is a, um, just, it looks, you know, like a very modern telly. So Sunburst, strap pickup in the neck rather than a telly pickup. But the key thing here is B-Bender. Cool. Okay. <laughs> you took, t- took you a while to process what that is, I think. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just trying to figure that all out. Okay, very cool. Yeah, so uh, very much a kind of country guitar. Like That's quite a common modification, I think, for country players is to put in strap pickups into a telly. Um, he was in the birds. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, he is best known. He's best known as a member of the bluegrass ensemble, the Kentucky Colonels, okay, and the rock band, the Birds. Um, yeah, died uh, nineteen seventy three. Right, died aged twenty nine. Posthumous Telecaster. Yeah. Um. Next up, Danny Gatton. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is. Just a straight-up telly, I guess. There's nothing that stands out, but um, you've got two Joe Barden pickups. Oh, hang on. I think, I think actually, um, Clarence White yeah. is one of the inventors of the B-Bender. Right. I think, when did... Just on his Wikipedia page here now, and I seem to remember... Yeah, it's... Yes, uh, Gene Parsons... Uh, who was also in the Birds? Yeah, right. Yeah, Gene Parsons and uh, and Clarence White. 
The device was originally called the Parsons White Pull String, later renamed right. the String Bender, and is now best known as the Bee Bender. Yeah, so they invented it. Wow, I did not that, know that. Yeah, at I all. think I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. Actually, I'm I, don't, sh- I don't listen to these things. No, no, no. Of course, I'm, I'm sure we talked about it at some point. But yeah, basically, they kind of invented it, right? Um, for exactly you know this kind of country style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, so yeah, Danny Gattentelli uh, is a straight up maple neck telly. Uh, with these two Joe Barden, which is a name I'm not familiar with, kind of rails pickups in there, um, in a great colour, Gold Frost. Oh, lovely. Which I don't think has been used on anything else. It's like a dark gold colour, which right, okay. is kind of odd that it's called Frost. Oh, that's the Danny Gatton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I, think, you, I think that's still current. Right, still get it? I think so, yeah. Has it still got the Joe Barden pickups? Uh, I don't know, I'll have to have a look. Um and then, uh, so our next page uh, in this front line is the uh, Helicasters custom artist oh models. Oh, gosh. Um, so the band, the Helicasters, have got their own section. So really, really interesting. So Jerry Donahue uh, telly, which is pretty basic. It's two strap pickups um, on a sunburst telly. Nothing really to report. Well, the Jerry Donahue actually, is is a quality guitar. Because that, okay. that's got a really, really sharp V-neck. yes. Yes. It's got a really sharp V-neck, and um, um, it's wicked. We had a few come through GAC when, when, I, when, when I was there over the years. Okay. Uh, and a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Joe Puttick, uh, has, a, uh, has a Jerry Donahue, or at least did have. Really? Yes. Um, great guitar. Really, really cool. Okay. Japanese, I think. Well, this is the custom shop, but oh, I, okay. I think there sure. have been other models yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, in fact, don't... Isn't there one... It's different spec to this because I think they've got um, edge bound. In fact, there definitely is a Jerry Donahue, which is an edge bound Japanese telly. Because uh, a friend of mine used to have one in Candy Apple Red. The, I don't think it's Candy Apple. I think it was a Dakota or right. a uh, Cardinal. Yeah, you're right. Or something. You're right. Yeah, it's it was like really a flat nice. Color. Yeah, really nice. Uh, now, now we're talking about it. I remember. Yeah, the V is very pronounced. Really, really pronounced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, the John Jorgensen Telly, which is in Champagne Sparkle and Silver Sparkle, two um, interesting uh, pickup selections here. So you've got basically in the bridge two strap pickups kind of pushed together. Um, or uh, I say they're pushed together. It's, they're humbucking pickups, but they're made to look like Fender pickups. So, yeah, it looks like two strap pickups pushed together um, on a massive telly bridge plate. Uh, and then in the neck, you've got two telly neck pickups kind of squished together that kind of is a humbucker, but looks like two telly pickups. Um, and, yeah, some cool colours on that. I mean, if you wanted to buy a replacement bridge for that, God knows what you would do because that is so custom. It looks like... It's massive, basically. It's a massive vintage telly bridge plate um, with the routing for these two strap pickups. Very odd. And then last, the Will Ray Mojo telly, which I'd say Mojo is the uh, right way. The finish on it, uh, which is actually listed as ultramarine blue or uh, cadmium orange or lime green, um, looks like the design that you'd see on like MC Hammer pants. (laughs) Uh, it's got that kind of vibe to it um but yeah i mean it's about as far from a standard telly as you could uh imagine so um all right so the finish actually is interspersed so they've they've got the the colors ultramarine marine blue cab ultramarine blue cadmium orange and lime green the texture on it that makes it look like, like mc hammer pants is 23k gold leaf oh my gosh indeed um yeah he's gone all out with this so uh you've also got inlays as well voodoo skull inlays yes mate um, on every my favorite type of skull 
on all of the threats that you'd imagine. Um, so where there should be a dot, there's a skull on each of them. Um, you've also got two Jazzmaster pickups. Yeah, uh, Jazzmaster pickups and the Jazzmaster circuit in there. Um, very, very... On a telly? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very odd indeed. And there's also some sort of... Uh, I think it's a B-bender as well. They don't actually specify in the spec, but it's got like, um, you know, like those Duesenberg, like hammer... Yeah, MC Hammer. Yeah. MC Hammer. Yeah, yeah. So he's gone. Oh, you know, please Hammer, don't hurt me. Um, he's gone all out on the on the Hammer things on this guitar. So yeah, it's got like those um, whatever they're called, the like B bender arms from the for the Duesenberg guitars. Um, and that's about it. There's also um, Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, and Jaco Pistorius guitars that were in the the range for a long time uh-huh. in the custom shop. And then they go into some of the mad stuff that they've built. You know, there's like ridiculous they call it your masterpiece but there's like guitars that have got all kind of jazz all over them this one has got like pinstriping up the neck four pickups that have got pinstriping on them um four micro toggles two volumes two switches five-way switch and then all sorts of kind of like rockabilly imagery on there as well they've got like you know an eight ball and a hot rod engine and stuff like that so yeah, it's it's pretty different from what we know as the custom shop right now, I guess. Yeah, I, so just to pick up on something that you uh, asked a minute ago about the Danny Gatton, yeah. um, they it is still in the uh, it's still in the catalogue. Um, it's still just like a you know standard model. Uh, Bill Lawrence designed pickups now. Though, okay, interesting. Uh, based on Gatton's originals, so I assume that was the uh, whatever it was that you said. Uh, the Rob Barden or someone Barden. Yeah. Joe Barden. Uh, Joe Barden, yes. Um, so yeah, that's cool. So just something to uh, something that I've I've found that's quite interesting in this magazine. So this is the uh, this is the January two thousand two Illustrated Price Guide, and yeah, as I say, it's um, it's it's absolutely branded as the Fender uh, Illustrated Price Guide. Yeah, four quid. <laughs> yep. You know, four quid to your, to your punter. I remember this exact one. Like, we used to have these knocking around the shop. So it's on the front. But, and the thing that I think is really interesting is on the front, it's, uh, you know, Fender. And then it has the sub brands. So Squire, Fender Custom Shop, Guild, uh, Benedetto, which yep. I don't remember. D- jazz guitars. Okay. Very, very expensive. And then Passport. So, but this is, this is ver- uh, which is the PA. Now, this is all, as I say, very, very Fender-y. And the um, surprising it's the Fender catalog. Well, yes. However, um, the thing that you need to remember is in two thousand and two, Fender was still um, was not direct. Yes. In the UK, I think in Germany they were. I hadn't were. even thought about this. Yeah. So Fender was actually distributed by a company called Arbiter. Yeah. Uh, in in two thousand two, I think it's maybe around that sort of time that it. Fender went direct. Something like that, yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly when it... So what, this would be 17 years ago. So around this time, it will be Fender started to go direct and Arbiter weren't doing it anymore. But what that means is that although this is branded as the Fender price catalogue, actually, once you get past all the Fender stuff, there's a load of other brands that Arbiter also distribute in this. So, for example, Digitech... um, so, because to begin with, I was like, why are there all these adverts? Yeah, because it looks like a guitar magazine. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not. So it's because, again, there are, um, there's there's just a load of product information in here. So this this little uh, blurb on the whammy is fantastic. Ten years on, just when you thought it was safe to go back to the guitar shop, the whammy is back. 
So this is release of Whammy 4, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. that Is, is the, it 4? That's the 4, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, new dive bomb preset. New MIDI in for remote control. Fantastic. Uh, yes, that's right. That's the thing that they added on the 4 that everyone was raving about is MIDI right. control. Okay. And then you've got uh, you've got all the, the RP series multi-effects. So the RP100, the RP200, the RP300. Absolutely dreadful. The BP200. Dreadful. That BP200 <laughs> is one of the worst pedals ever made. Um, it's got the, uh, the, <laughs> it's, the, the... The preset that's up there is slapping. Yeah, exactly what we want. <laughs> um, then the G... GNX series, which I think were their like kind of higher end. They were that mod- was, modeling effects, indeed. Yeah, and they had like drum machines and stuff built in. And- right. Okay. So you've got here. So for example, the um, the GNX two is it's five hundred. Sorry, four hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, that's a lot of money totally. back then. Yeah, totally. And they were definitely going after the kind of like line six pod market. There was like a lot more emphasis on modeling. Um, well, I mean, then you've got the Genesis one, yes. which just looks exactly like a pod, so the deal, except for the fact that it's not a kidney bean. Yeah, the deal with that was that they just took the modelling out of the GNX series and put it in like a desktop modeler yeah. called the Genesis. I don't ever remember selling one of those <laughs> because, you know, pod was so established at that time. It was like, someone comes in for amp modelling, what are you going to sell them? You're going to sell them the pod because that is what people want. Yeah, I, I remember those Digitech units not being particularly good. Um, I'm also a huge fan of this little uh, insert here that says first uh, that has the title warp factor. Yeah, and then it says firstly you can choose and edit two stunning amp tunable cabinet and microphone placement combinations. Okay, that's, that's it. Just, that's it's just, just what, that's... but it starts with firstly. It's like, <laughs> fantastic okay um and then you've got the uh the digitech uh vocal um products and a lot of these mate again man like the vocalist workstation is a uh what is that is that i don't know how many tracks it's got it's like effects and kind of um yeah harmony process professional quality two three four or five parts stereo harmony yeah 600 quid yes Again, didn't sell too many of those. Vocalist performer, vocalist VR, and then and then what's wicked is the uh, the page about the Dodd pedals. See, when you were scrolling through that, because I'd completely forgotten that this had Arbiter products yeah. in it as well. When you were scrolling through, I was like, those Fender pedals look a lot like Dodd pedals. No, yeah, so they they are Dodd pedals. So all all Dodd pedals sixty nine ninety five. Sweet. Um, and so here's here's your here's your your rundown of the Dodd pedals at the time. The Supra Distortion Classic. Amp in air quotes yep. type uh, distortion. Uh, the vibro fang. That's a great Matt. He's still got one of those on his board. Does he? Yeah, loves it. The uh, the stereo phaser. The graphic seven band EQ. The envelope filter. Uh, yeah, envelope filter. The mystic blues. The flanger. The bass overdrive. The flashback. Interesting. Flashback fuzz. Flashback fuzz. Yeah. yeah. It's got that's a pretty iconic pedal. It's got a kind of like kind of like a Paisley design 60s on it. Paisley yeah, yeah. vibe going on. Uh the death metal, uh point of no return distortion, which is the one that looks like it's covered in blood. <laughs> God. <laughs> the icebox shimmering chorus with high EQ. That sounds great. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it sounds it, terrible, yeah, but like my it, my recollection is, it doesn't sound great. The um, grunge, of course, pedal we all know and love, and the milk box 
Yep. <laughs> Funky compressor, smooth and 70s. People really rate that. Really? Which is weird because I remember them sounding very bad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few people recently who were like, oh, I've got one of these. Always been after one of them. Milk box. But yeah, and then you've got um, a load of PA stuff. So there's the M Pro, the Eon G2. This is all This is JBL, JBL now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of AKG, like, wireless systems which I, I tell you what these look so rubbish we could not sell enough we couldn't get enough of those to sell. people absolutely loved them the, unfortunately they fell apart well very yeah i mean quickly. they i mean the the so there's what there's the gb40 which is a um wireless guitar system the guitar bug that's what gb stands for oh does it that's what the range was called right yeah. okay but oh yeah guitar bug yeah but the um like the the jack input, the the actual jack, the bit that would go into your guitar, can like, it's like malleable. Yeah, it moves, like, it moves around. Yeah, the, the that's I, just gonna snap off. Uh, it, like you, it's just gonna snap off in your guitar. Guess what, Jay? <laughs> Plenty of them did. Um, but yeah, they they with did its it. flex jack trademark. Indeed, I bet it wasn't trademarked. Uh, swiveling jack plug, the new WMS forty Micro Tool Series guitar bog. Bug will make guitar bog. Guitar bog. <laughs> you'll buy one of these. You're stuck in the guitar bog. <laughs> will will mate with mate. Will mate with any electric guitar. That's got to be a mistranslation. <laughs> That's horrible. And its price will match any budget. The GB40 guitar bug is one of three WMS40 micro tools. Oh my gosh. Okay. They're really getting into the weeds with the uh, telling you the frequencies and stuff. Yeah, there's it's all going on here. Do you know what that? It was the first time <clears throat> that like wireless stuff was super affordable. Yeah, I so, bet. well, yeah, because this is only uh, the trans. Oh, so you've got to buy them separately by the looks of things. Transmitter and receiver are uh, eighty nine and one hundred and twenty quid respectively yeah so for basically 200 quid you can get the pair in- inclusive of that at 17.5 percent remember when that was 17.5 percent the great times um <laughs> and uh yeah like it was the first time people could afford wireless stuff so we'd get tons of like young bands coming and being like you know what i've seen that band blink 182 and how they jump around so what i need to do is go wireless not realizing that obviously <clears throat> someone like blink or green day or whatever are using very expensive yeah road hardy systems yeah. and then you get people like I bought this and like I did a, a jump on stage and it's just like fallen out and snapped. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you've paid 80 quid for it and they're not particularly well designed. Sorry. And, but things have got a lot better, you know, like the Line 6 s- systems and stuff now and the new Boss one, really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, even by all accounts that, um, uh, oh, who makes the Golden Brownie? X5. Yeah. Even that X5 one apparently is really definitely, good. Definitely, definitely. And I think a lot of it is down to how the technology is... Um, improve you know like the those small systems you can make digital now rather than using the kind of uh radio frequencies that the the samsung was or whatever yeah. it was that akg was using um and uh yeah things have come a long way since then um and yeah i just i just find that and then the last couple of pages are kind of accessories and stuff which actually i will be taking a very close look at because <laughs> yeah. there's some cool stuff in here but what's really interesting is like bear in mind this magazine this price list is nearly 20 years old it's all still the same price. Strings, a fiver, picks, four quid, cables, 12 quid. Yeah. It's all still the same price. Totally. And I find it so funny when people would come into the guitar shop and be like, oh, Ernie Balls have gone up, haven't they? Those, <laughs> I used to pay six quid for them. It's like, 
yeah, 10 years ago, and they're now £6.50. <laughs> so I'm sure you can make the stretch. Don't worry. You've, they've, they've really, really held the price. I like the merch page that you're on right there's now. Some, there's some good stuff on here, actually. Mouse mats. The mouse mats. We, we still do some mouse mats. <laughs> yep, still do some mouse mats. Um, CD storage case. That's lovely. Fender watches. Wow, 80 quid. They look all right. <laughs> I bet they're not for 80 <laughs> quid. Uh, bowling shirt. Why not? Vintage tees. There's a, there's a oh, mate, the, the, one of those vintage t-shirts that's in this, we actually just about to reissue, like <laughs> nice. genuinely, and they were vintage in 2002. Nice. That's really cool. Are they still going to be £17.99? Uh, then they're £19.99. Oh, sorry. And actually, uh, they're going to be £17.99. <laughs> so the t-shirts have gone down in price. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, I j- the thing that I think is funny about this though is like, you know, you've paid... You've paid four quid for your uh, for your illustrated price for your Fender illustrated price guide, and there's just a bunch of Digitech stuff in there and that. So yeah. very very weird, but just interestingly, I was thinking like, oh, I wonder what's going on with Arbiter because I haven't heard about them for a while, and I've just uh, the the website here is arbitergroup.com and yeah. it is for sale. Really? So I don't know if that means Arbiter don't exist anymore. I'm sh- they must do. <laughs> I mean, because they did, they carried on for a long time, but then. All the stuff with Digitech happened where they got bought out by, like they were, uh, like AKG and stuff all got sold off to someone else. Right, okay. Like the Harmon Group, I think, got sold. And in fact, I think they're owned by Samsung now. I thought it was all Digitech. Yeah, I think all that stuff split off. But anyway, this is all inside knowledge. And with that, we should actually kind of wrap this episode up. Sorry it's been a bit of a weird one. Um, it's just two blokes chatting, isn't it? And you apologising to me? Reading magazines. Yeah, sorry it's been a bit of a weird oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm used to it. Yeah, I know. This is what we do. We've been yeah. doing it for years. Yeah. We'll, we'll never stop. No. Thanks for uh, letting us um, look at magazines and, and uh, t- talk about them. It's fantastic If radio. anything, blame Joe Branton because the news that he dug up this week was really boring. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what are we going to do about reading the names out? Oh, I, I, have you got a lit? Oh, I, I, I forgot about that. Hang you, on a sec. You get the Let names me... up. Oh, and I will say, um, we're going to do some more stuff on Patreon. I think what we're going to do is go back and um, answer some listener questions. And if you want to be involved in that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode, ad-free and early. At $5 a month gets you an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every single week, as long as other, as well as other stuff we've been doing on there. There's mini-series from a while ago Branton's rant on up until recently we were doing the Hall of Fame there's more stuff coming some uh, extra stuff on there maybe even mod mode I was thinking about mate, that. Mate, you can't go I'm down that route. You can't I'm go down that route again. Because, the amount of the amount of because, the amount of crap that we got for not doing mod mode after talking about now, it. For ages. Joe's got the studio set up and we could easily film a mod mode. It could be Patreon exclusive. I need the guitar out of my house because there's another one coming this week. The uh Pink Sparkle. The Pink Sparkle Affinity. strat. Okay. I've also got some pickups from a long time ago, Fletcher pickups, which we promised to do something with. Yeah. They need to go in there as well. We're getting like offers from like accessory and upgrade companies all the time to do stuff now's the perfect time for mod mode so i'm not saying it will be on patreon (laughs) but what i'm saying is if you pledge five dollars a month there is a chance that you will see mod mode if you want to pledge ten dollars a month for this gold that you've received this week um you will get your name read out on the regular podcast like these people have (sighs) okay i'm not sure how i'm going to do this because i'm i'm certainly not going to even attempt it in one breath okay there's a lot of names on here I normally kind of just tune out when Joe starts. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I normally stand up, go to the toilet, or whatever. Well, um, are you gonna are you gonna give me some backing music? Uh, yeah. Um, um, can you uh, burm, do the burm, Simpsons burm, theme? Uh, 
Are we going to get sued for this? Okay, fine. I don't know if we'll get sued. <laughs> Christopher Franklin, uh, Andy Joyce, John Anglin, Adam Royce Crisp, Jack Cutmore, Rob Cousins, Rob Gru, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Amadon, T- uh, Ernie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Hench, Rob Grant, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Emery James Baker, Juan Correa, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Andrew Good, Jamie Kemp, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Luzith, Hans Ams, sorry, I'm supposed to say, Hans Arms, uh, Robin Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, <laughs> Rob Nordvik, Duncan Watson, Ed Bentley, Steve Merkel, DJ Mark Cross, uh, Michael McVeigh, Carlos Mancha, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Blair Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Moo Gravit, Phil Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Scott Keynes, Sean Arbo, Christopher Wolfman, um, you can also follow us on uh, Facebook. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum, on Twitter at Guitar Nerds, on Instagram at Guitar Nerds, and on YouTube where Joe has been posting regular videos. How about that? Um, Guitar Nerds videos on YouTube. Uh, do go and subscribe and listen to Joe's insane ramblings. Normal service will resume next week. Maybe. I really hope this is recorded okay because God <laughs> knows if it has. There's lots of red lights flashing on that iRig. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.